Namaste everyone. I am right now in India continuing the work of the documentary The True World of Mantra and Sacred Music of India and meeting some amazing musicians and other people who have worked in this field. Meantime I'm not missing my chances to also interact with some of the, some of fantastic musicians whom I have known for many many years. and uh, today i have a very special guest on the podcast he has been a very old time colleague we have worked together on many many different projects live concerts and many other different concepts especially to mention the two projects uh, one was uh, atma bhakti and another one is healing ragas 3 my very very dear friend Milind Date a fantastic flute player from Pune India is on our podcast today as a special guest Milind Date welcome thank you manish ji and hello to everyone good morning good evening wherever you are i am milind date and uh, as manish ji uh, rightfully said we have been working together for many many years several decades i must say and uh, we have worked on some fantastic projects some incredible live performances that we still remember after so many years so thank you manish ji for inviting me on this podcast yes absolutely a pleasure it's wonderful to finally finally have you on this <laughs> podcast this has been a long time wish to do this podcast in person instead of online of course you know miles away from each other so this is a perfect moment while i'm here in pune so milind the uh, my first question to you is how long have you been learning and playing uh, indian music and what were the highlights of this journey ah i have been actually playing flute uh, i started studying flute in 1987 so it's pretty long time i think in certain way it is long time in st- certain way it is just the beginning for the next couple of lives i think i don't know uh then i i started uh, studying with pandit ajit soman uh, ji in pune and uh, on the 1st july 1989 i was extremely lucky and fortunate enough to uh, get accepted uh, by uh, none other than the legion पंडित हरिप्रसाद चौरसिया जी फॉर द ऑडियंस हु आई मीन पंडित हरिप्रसाद चौरसिया इज अ वर्ल्ड रिनाउंड नेम इन द फील्ड ऑफ बाम्बू फ्लूट बट स्टिल फॉर द ऑडियंस हु डजन नो आई हैव टू स्पेसिफाई दिस ही इज वन ऑफ द जायट्स ऑफ इंडियन क्लासिकल म्यूजिक स्टिल फिजिकली प्रेजेंट एंड शेयरिंग हीज अमेजिंग विस्टम Oh yes, he has uh, my guruji, my teacher, my master, Pandit Hari Prasad Chaurasia has worked with uh, some of the greatest musicians like George Harrison to John McLaughlin to I mean many many of them. So they started in nineteen. Who? 
when the you started learning with him i started learning with him in 1989 that time okay. he was already a very big star in india and you are still learning with him of course i, I just <laughs> uh, like met him maybe 8 days ago 7 days ago maybe mm. he was here in pune so i had a no- nice long discussion with him about many many aspects some issues i was facing in musical journey and we were talking for almost 2 to 1/2 hours so throughout this whole journey of music which is continuing learning as well as performing what were like the highlights of th- this journey if you want to briefly share it um uh, highlights i would say i have been lucky to perform uh, with some of the greatest musicians in indian classical music as well as uh, indian uh, film music and ghazals and whatever you call it, call it semi classical music like asha bhosle or jagjit singh gulam ali and suresh wadkar and many many other uh, masters yashwant dev ji i have played with actually ashwan dev ji you know i i he was the first great master i got opportunity to play with and that was also in uh, i think 1990 uh, in uh, our osho commune so he was he had one full evening there yes i think probably that's the time we met yeah exactly <laughs> this was the time when uh, i was very active in the osho commune in pune india in the music department and our main area was kirtan and that's where i think milind and i met first time we had invited milind to accompany us on bansuri flute and yashwant dev ji is another uh, osho disciple that we both have worked with and one of his most well known song is tumhare darshan ki bela which we have been singing a lot in and around the world i i must tell you a very interesting story about that particular song when we were rehearsing that was in that pyramid area underground uh, big hall i think you also was were there and some other musicians with i don't remember anyway uh, so he uh, uh, turned to me melin take down this piece and he played it on uh, the high harmonium and sang it and i was very new that time i had like you know i have been playing flute for like 3 years i mean studying started studying side flute i used to play straight flute but like you know uh, kind of recorder but i started playing that side flute uh, maybe hardly 3 years ago and uh, i was very very new i was just in like you know my college that is high school and uh, by the time i would write uh, like you know uh, remember and write a piece he would have already told two pieces so two arrangements to one i think there was one violinist or sitar player and some other instrument player and uh, then he would turn to me and ask me ha kahan tak ho gaya aman how much you have written and then okay don't take this take this piece and he would tell me completely new piece completely new arrangement completely uh, new interlude and it would musically be perfectly fitting after third round he got fed up with me okay give me the piece of paper and just he wrote down the piece and that piece is probably st- played uh, still today i remember it i think that's the piece <laughs> that was the first encounter with like you know that was my first encounter of course besides my guruji pandit hari prasad chair was my first encounter with a real master who is deep who was deep in meditation and the spiritual world as well as music mm-hmm. and to get an idea how where i stand and where i have to go <laughs> exactly 
So in this whole journey, who has been your biggest inspiration? Of course, my Guruji Pandit Hariprasad Chaurasiya Ji is one of my greatest inspiration. Um, then I have uh, followed Lata Mangeshkar and Asha Bhosle a lot. I got an opportunity to work, play with um, Asha Tai. And uh, I got to learn a lot from them. Then Jagjit Singh and Suresh Vadkar. I got to learn a lot from these people, not just in music, but in other uh, ways also. And of course, I have been very closely following uh, another master, uh, whom I have never uh, studied music directly because he's a tabla player. Of course, none other than Ustad Zakir Hussain. And uh, I never really studied tabla because I don't never studied tabla. But uh, I have studied so much from him, mm. which is in the world of music and yeah. allied world of music. So that is, of course, one yeah, of the greatest I think from in, people inspirations. Like this, you learn how to be a musician oh, yes. instead of the technique of the Correct. instrument. Correct. And what to do and what not to do. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. What not to do is a very big thing to learn, man. <laughs> so, in your relationship with your guru Hariji, how did he influence you, and what do you feel that the importance of the guru? and how does it affect the learning approach and the whole attitude towards presenting music i was struggling to find a teacher in pune in 86 87 then i was lucky to meet pandit ajit somanji and he guided me so well that i was actually playing very good in maybe one year and one year and half or something i started very late i was as i said i was in college that time so i must be like around 19 or something like that i don't know like 20 or 21 i don't know so from there when i went to guruji there was a huge leap there was a huge jump i was of course infatuated because of uh, with my guruji's playing i had never met him really in person besides taking an autograph somewhere here there and there and after his concerts that was the era of autographs not the selfies <laughs> i still have the autograph of course i have when i went to hari prasad ji uh, it was a huge difference he is spiritually very deep he, he is uh, musically very like you know high very tall and as a human he is an incredible person uh he has never charged anybody any fee so i would go to his place i would eat there i would stay at his place at times and come back and well everything was free so at one point i thought that what can i give him in return i thought a lot about it i was young i was in college so i didn't uh, i was not really uh, i had not learned the ways of the world as you say but i came to a conclusion that the best thing i can give him in return is to play as much as better as possible because that's the only reason he was teaching me that i should be able to play something good i should be able to uh, play, create some good music so the direction was very clear now i'll tell you one incidence that uh, in like you know it must be by second or third max maximum third visit to his place for his class 
and i went from pune to bombay i traveled on a train i had a monthly pass i had taken out a monthly pass i went there and uh, his wife maji uh, asked me chai piyoge like will you drink tea i said like yes so some somebody came and gave me the tea so i had heard so many stories about how you have to like you know uh, do service and work at your guruji's guru's place guru's home that you know in the ancient era there were so many stories i have heard that uh, the students would uh, work the entire day cleaning this and cooking whatever and then start practicing and then whatever um, the teachers will uh, will tell them they would practice uh, so i had heard all those stories so i finished that tea and i got up and i wanted to wash the uh, cup and saucer so i started going towards the kitchen so his wife was sitting there and she asked me kahan ja rahe ho so like where are you going i said like maaji i am just going inside to so why are you going kyun kyun ja rahe ho i said like i want to wash this so she called me beta yahan aa jao she called one of her servants he take this and he took the cup and saucer away away and he she asked me with a very stern voice yahan kis liye aate ho why do you come here so i said to learn flute then she said go there and sit and practice there are so many servants here to work so she, she also you know that entire household kept me on the di- right direction mm-hmm. i knew right from my second class i knew why i was there going there they also knew why they were letting me in the house and i was expected to do that and i kept doing that and then eventually i like you know talking about inspiration i have practiced 18 hours a day 19 hours a day 20 hours a day easily Uh, not once not twice many 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 times so i would wake up at 3 in the morning go to my college ferguson college because i didn't want to play flute at like you know 3 o'clock in the morning in home mm-hmm. and disturb everybody sleep and practice there for 4 hours then go home have a bath and come back and have, maybe attend some lectures and all that and again go to my grandmother's place nearby practice there so i have practiced a lot and that entire inspiration uh, came from my guruji pandit haripasach chaurasiya ji so in this whole journey as you said you have been a student and of course since many years you are teaching also now so what according to you what are the main requirements to be a student of indian music <laughs> <laughs> i would say two things first thing you have to uh, have lot of patience and patience. You, patience you need a love fondness towards the classical music of india there is a thousands of years of tradition which starts maybe 5000 years before starts from uh, vedas and ruchas and that was the first music uh, human kind mankind has uh, created the vedic chants vedic ruchas and from there the prabandha came drupad came then khayal came so the entire journey itself is like you know several thousand years so when you learn you learn lot of things besides music you learn how to be patient you learn how to concentrate you learn 
some basic or complex ma- mathematics mm, there are so many things you learn the ethics you learn the uh, behavioral part like human behavioral part in india we have uh, the way to show respect to a senior musician that we will go bow down and touch his feet and that is uh, kind of important it's not just to show off it there is something that he will give you some blessings those ashirwad blessings they mean a lot and uh, so how do you collect the blessings from the seniors so there is much more to just pick up an instrument and make some sounds of it out of it and at the same time you also learn music how to create your own music every serious student of indian classical music is a composer the reason is that he is in traditional way he is not given almost anything in writing there is no script ready for him which has been there for like you know 2 centuries 5 centuries he is taught right from almost day one how to create his own music may not be as good as somebody else but finally our baby is our own baby it's like that mm-hmm. and the the satisfaction you get from creating even like a 10 seconds piece is unmatched and that is something you learn to understand that so that is just a, as i said like that's a very very important but a part of that entire journey which is music moving on because when we talk about indian classical music obviously raga or rag is one of the most significant it's it's like the soul of indian music so when you play a raga what does this express or why do you need to understand a raga deeply before you play it before you are able to express it it's you know even little bit of the potential and the feeling so for this to answer this question we must need to know what is a rag so what is a rag can be told and has been told by many many people in many many different ways but to me rag is a mood mood created by a certain set of notes unlike the western music which tends to use all available resources that is all available notes uh out of 12 and all available possible octaves in indian classical music it is the exactly other way around out of the 12 notes we will choose only 5 6 or 7 notes uh and then we will try to create the mood with certain type of combinations from those notes so the sages in the past who, who initially must have come up with the idea so my idea is that my imagination is that so say for example some big rushi or sage is sitting and singing and somebody goes to him guruji guruji you whatever you are singing i love it and i want to learn it so he is happy that they say okay i will teach you and then okay 
sing after me. Sing ah, uh, and he sings ah. Uh. No, no, sing ah. Uh. So he sings ah. Uh. Then he sings ah. Uh. Then he sings ah. Uh. And then to identify the nomenclature to the notes was born. And then to simplify the life of a student, he would tell, okay, while ascending, you use only these five notes. While descending, you use these six notes or seven notes or whatever. And then you have to give importance to this note maximum. So that's what we call as Vadi. Aroha is ascending, Aroha is descending. Vadi is the note which is used maximum in on, on time and duration after the basic tonic sa. So Sare Gama Padanisa is equivalent to Doremi Vasola. So it is not equivalent to C D A V J V. You can have Sa like C as a Sa or D or E or G, any note can be a Sa. But from there it's like a relationship. So like your father is your father, my father is my father, but they are they are fathers, but they are two different entities. So according to me, the rag is basically expressed in words in this way. But finally, how is rag expressed? In the mood. So a lot of times you'll find like somebody is exactly following all the rules of the rag, but still he is not singing that rag. He has not understood the rag because probably has not learnt it or God knows what. I mean, there could be many examples, uh, many reasons. So, this is like a painter will see, if you will ask me, what are the, uh, the color, what is the color of tree leaves? So green. In maybe fall, it might turn to yellow or red or whatever. But majority it is green. But a painter will see hundred different shades of that uh, uh, green. Or you go to some uh, perfume shop. You are walking on Champs-Élysées and you find a huge perfume shop and you walk in. And uh, there are so many perfumes there that you will not be able to tell third perfume from the fourth after the three perfumes, your nose is gone. So they have these coffee beans. So, but the expert, he will know the difference, very subtle difference between the two uh, different fragrances. The same thing like that, like whatever is the shades of color to eyes, or different shades of perfumes to the, the nose are the different shades or different rags to Indian classical or to ear. Indian, rags in Indian classical music to ear. So th this is what we also learn that how to decipher or keep away we call it one rock, rag from uh, another rag. So you go in this particular manner, it will be this rag. And if you just change little bit, just the weightage of the notes and it will be a completely different track and the most famous examples of course are Marwa, Puriya and Sonia they have all six notes exactly same notes and their personality is so different that you don't really need to tell that this is Marwa or this is Sony. it's completely different so this is how it works Can you tell also briefly something about your published albums and is there any wish or expectation from your side when this music reaches the listeners in India and around the world? I have uh, actually uh, played on many, many albums. 
I mean, I have played on several of your albums also, and I'm very happy and proud <laughs> of that. Uh, but uh, you must uh, understand or uh, that I am not just playing Indian classical music. I have uh, played, of course, in film songs. I have played some bhakti sangeet that is devotional songs. I played like you know right from jazz to rock to fusion to uh, world music to everything I have played, and I have released several albums in uh, India, several in Korea, and and uh, I think my my audience is uh, also varied. Mm. Uh, my Whenever I perform, I just you know like you know a month ago I performed a couple of concerts here in Pune. They were pure Indian classical music concerts. So the, that audience was very different than a jazz or fusion uh, world music audience I I generally have in live concerts. So those people generally like the people who like certain type of music, they will choose that type of music. So I don't have like you know really great expectations from anybody. Uh, just I hope. that they like my music mm-hmm. but uh, i mean how can i keep any expectations like how can i dictate terms that oh no you s- must do this and let- listen to this music and all that so one thing i would like to talk is that uh, i in this uh, year of 2020 sitting at home i recorded a lot of music and i realized that the entire like you know human race is uh, going through some kind of trouble everybody has a different uh, issue mm. it's some have uh, family issues like you know some have uh, somebody has lost their relatives somebody has lost their jobs and uh, somebody is uh, like you know uh, he is not really directly affected but indirectly the government has taken away his freedom to walk on the streets and compelling them to use uh, masks even when uh, i mean in, in there were situations all over the places that restaurants were being shut down and the public transports were on and all those kind of things so everybody was troubled so uh, i have my own small studio at home so i recorded lots of music which is very calm and quiet and i uh, hope that uh, it will be helpful to somebody who needs some like you know mental peace or relaxation or so people can use it in meditation also so mm. i hope i mean, i'll be releasing it uh, like you know lot of at albums. the moment where is it available it is available on spotify but uh, spotify and all streaming uh, sites and it is also available on my bandcamp milindate.bandcamp.com uh it's like m i l i n d d a t e dot bandcamp dot com so it is available there but and soon it'll be available soon it'll, it will be available platforms. for streaming and more albums are right. like in pipeline and uh, the cover design and some other things are going on so to the audience i highly recommend to keep your eyes and ears open as and when this music is available i'm sure you will really love it uh again coming to the reference to your uh, Guruji Hariprasad Chaurasia ji one of the most amazing flute player in the world in an interview hari ji said once whoever gets involved in this field of indian classical music becomes spiritual because the music itself is purely spiritual 
The music is a prayer, a rare kind of prayer. Music is created by the supreme entity, what we know as Brahma, so that we can get an understanding or a darshan of that entity. What do you think about this? Oh, of course, he is 100% correct. Just that it is a long journey which probably encompasses 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 lives. You cannot uh, complete that journey in uh, one life. Because the field is so deep and so vast, it is practically impossible to do that. But keeping aside all that uh, like imaginary part of <laughs> lives and all that the practically when I, whenever like like uh, see uh, many people many many hundreds of thousands of people are practicing vipassana 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 so when you go there they will ask you to sit down close your eyes and try to get rid of all the thoughts and one of the first ways to do that is concentrate on your breath Concentrate at the tip of your nose and from there, then the entire journey starts. While playing flute, that's what exactly I am doing. I close my eyes and I put my full concentration on my breath. Just that my way of meditation is through the sound, the purity of sound, the purity of the raga I am playing. So, it is actually lucky if you are getting into Indian classical music whether you are playing sitar, sarod, surbahar, flute or whatever your instrument you are playing the depth of alap the alap chari whatever you call it as uh, that itself pulls you into meditation even the younger students Actually, it is easier with the younger students because their minds are still somewhat uh, unadulterated uh, with the outer world. I will tell you one of my stories that I, at one point, once, like you know, whenever I was playing classical music, I was always, like you know, to all, I was given, most of the times I was given, okay, you have, you have got two hours to perform, you have got one hour to perform. When I was young, I was given like 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. So, as my Guruji Hariprasadji has always taught us that you have to adhere to the timing. You cannot uh, overplay. Just because say, the, you find our audience looking at you, they're happy or clapping. You have to, if you are given 30 minutes, play 29 minutes and 45 seconds. The reason is that there is much more to the performance, the entire event that you don't know and you are not responsible. The event manager or the organizer is responsible. Instead of one hour you play two hours, you are taking somebody's time away. And that's not a good thing. So I never uh, have done that. So initially, what's, uh, well, after some time it started happening that whenever I am reaching the higher note, there is a very strong, deep connection with the Tarashadja, as we call it, the higher tonic, higher sa. And of course, flute, I can play a um, 45 second long, 50 second long note. At 
few times it started happening that I was completely not there on the stage. There was only that sound was present. And there is a habit of Indian uh, audience or some uh, audiences that if they hear like, you know, really long note, which is like has lot of breath control, they will start clapping in appreciation. And then I would wake up. And then I, it would like actually took, it would actually take, ta ta you know, take me a couple of seconds, maybe 10 seconds to realize that I am on stage and I am actually performing in front. So this connection, this spiritual connection is possible only because the purity of sound, purity of uh, thoughts and purity of uh, music. If you can achieve that, or you, it gets achieved. I wouldn't even say that you achieve it. It gets achieved it that happens. you are lucky. It yeah. just happens. It's like what we call kripa, grace. Yes. yes. So when that grace showers, oh yeah, the music remains, the musician disappears. Yes, very true. Beautiful, very, very nice. Somehow my next question is in the same line. Do you think that Indian music can take a meditator? Now we are talking from the listener's point of view. Hmm. If you think that Indian music can take a meditator to a silent meditative space and help his or her journey? To be honest, I am not the right person to answer this question because I uh, am not deep in uh, spiritual world. I am a very, very youngling or whatever you call. I am a very basic, basic, basic guy. But to best of my knowledge, yes, music will help, but up to a point. It will be a great vehicle to pull your mind for concentration, for take you on the journey of like focused journey on the meditation way. But at certain point, I think the meditator will not be hearing any sound from outside he will be only within himself at that point not just music but all other sounds are falling apart so it's not a very easy thing anyway so a good meditator or a great meditator you can you can stand on a busy railway platform of Tokyo or Bombay where are there where there are like thousands of people trying to get in in the train and still you can be completely away from that and just be with, within yourself and you can't hear, you won't be able to hear anything so that's my understanding maybe i'm wrong i'm i really cannot no but <laughs> I, I think what you are also <laughs> saying here is that probably it can be a journey from sound to soundlessness oh yes definitely on that journey indian classical music will help you tremendously because it it is generated with the inner self it has no outer uh, bearings. Whenever we practice, we don't practice for uh, audience. And that's what happened. Like, you know, when, as I said, like, when I didn't, like, I was not there. There was only sound when I played that sound and I was kind of startled with the sound of claps. I was not playing for the audience. I was not playing for myself. I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I, I probably, I was not also playing. It was just, the sound was, I was just a vehicle for that moment, to get to that moment. So Indian classical music and studying it, like seriously, is definitely, definitely going to help uh, your walking or your uh, journey towards the 
डीप मेडिटेटिव स्टेट मेरे थ्रू म्यूजिक यू हैव ट्रेवल्ड अराउंड अलॉट आउटसाइड इंडिया एंड आई एम श्योर यू केम अक्रॉस स्टूडेंट्स इन द वेस्ट ऑल्सो हु आर आईदर ऑलरेडी लर्निंग इंडियन क्लासिकल म्यूजिक और दे आर लर्निंग विथ यू और यू थिंक अबाउट मैनी ऑफ और सम ऑफ द वेस्ट म्यूजिशियंस हु फॉर फास्ट कमर्शियलाइजेशन समटाइम्स एंड अप मिसरिप्रजेंटिंग द म्यूजिक फ्रॉम इंडिया इन द पब्लिक डोमेन स्किपिंग ऑल द लर्निंग प्रोसेस एंड प्रेजेंटिंग एज समथिंग फ्रॉम इंडिया इन ए बिट ऑफ ए मिसलीडिंग वे डू यू थिंक देर इज अ बिट ऑफ कल्चरल मिस एप्रोप्रिएशन हैपनिंग इन दिस सेंस अनफॉर्चुनेटली द आंसर इज येस देर आर मैनी म्यूजिशंस इन द वेस्ट और आई वुड से एट सम इन इंडिया ऑल्सो हु आर देर हु आर गुड टेक्नीशियंस एंड दे आर देर टू गेट क्विक फेम एंड क्विक मनी दे आर नॉट रॉन्ग हु डजेंट वॉन्ट क्विक मनी एंड क्विक फेम इफ आई एम गोइंग टू गेट फ्यू मिलियन डॉलर्स ओवर नाइट आई विल बी वेरी हैप्पी बट द एथिक्स टेल मी दैट ओके यू वॉन्ट टू हैव दैट कैंड ऑफ मनी बट यू शुड नॉट perform any crime and distorting facts is a crime to what degree is like the law experts will decide but when you are learning or listening to indian classical music and trying to learn it from youtube without understanding the fundamentals of it and then because probably you are very good and very talented uh, god's gifted uh, musician you probably can uh, imitate or fake uh, some kind of indian classical sound what something that sounds like indian classical music that is uh, going to mislead people to unfortunate uh, conditions the sad part about this there could be a possibility that some of the people in that audience might say that okay this xyz master of indian classical music oh what does he play look at this guy and look at that guy they probably like the they might think that this whatever this uh, new young chap who is after money and fame is playing is the real indian classical music and he will not understand the spiritual p- part of it the depth of it the beauty of it the like you know the pleasure and uh, all that kind of parts of it from the real uh, uh, music same similar things have happened in jazz also there have been world famous musicians who have been uh, promoting their music as jazz music and half the or probably most of the jazz world is uh, really upset about that because according to the them that's not real jazz and probably yes, they are right so that's the same thing is happening in india also and in abroad also so what is your suggestion to them I think they should find a guru that is the utmost important youtube is not a guru youtube you might find some really good tips but they will always be just tips and advices also i've noted because you know i live also in europe and uh, there is a little bit of like you know what do you say unripened urge in many of the students of classical music to perform sooner than later is it good for their growth or is it a little bit tricky like on this journey i think it is really great 
it is very very good for the growth for for the basic reason is music is a performing art just because the technology supported recordings came in and the bigger and bigger artist you could see because as a performer i can reach up to 1000 2000 5000 100000 200000 people at the same time whoever are there in my in front of me or any artist but a record that will be that will reach to the entire earth on on entire earth why now today why spotify or some other uh, streaming sites in one instance so obviously there are people uh, who don't even know you might be able to listen to you but the performance has to be under especially in the initial stages has to be with the permission of the guru and with the guidance of the guru otherwise you will never even understand what you are doing it's very simple like you know there is like there is a small child 5 6 years old child he is playing alongside the road and suddenly while playing he just step puts a step on the road and starts running across the street he doesn't understand the danger of that he doesn't understand what he is doing because his mind is not developed he has he is just there is no experience he has got probably 2 years experience of walking and then there are cars coming at 100 kilometers per hour whatever speed they are coming so the parent or even the bystander will run and pull him back so that is exactly why you need a guru that there is no harm in playing that you must perform because music is fundamentally a performing art everything else is secondary even the great masters like you take beatles or you take pandit ravi shankar ji or you take pink floyd or you take michael jackson or anybody they finally stand in front of the microphone and they perform there is no alternative to that so performance is important but with the guru's uh, guru's uh, guidance otherwise it's very dangerous so the nutshell of this whole discussion with you is that for any student an aspirant of indian classical music two most important things is the guidance of a guru and patience and then with those two most important ingredients the journey can slowly grow with a strong foundation with a long way to go and enjoy absolutely amazing uh, melin fantastic uh, tips sharings insights Uh, wisdoms your experiences um, i'm sure it will help a lot of listeners a lot of students of indian classical music it will definitely give them more confidence more trust to continue on this journey and uh, from all of us we wish you all the best Thank you. It was great talking to you, and you asked me some very difficult questions. I <laughs> hope I was able to answer to them the questions quite in a good way. <laughs> no, no. Everybody has a unique expression because, like raga, yeah. <laughs> Though it's the same raga, but when oh, it is yes. played by yeah, yeah, different musicians, sure. even if it is played by the same, same musicians, it, it will be played differently. Different. So this is the vastness, beauty, and richness of India and Indian music. and through this podcast this is an humble effort to share this uh, beauty thank you so much milind again and i highly encourage all the audiences to 
check out his catalog and some amazing music from Melindate. Thank you. Thank you, Manish. Thank, Thank you, so you very, very much. Thank you.